Hello, you're listening to Putting Up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Narf. How's that? Is this video too? No, I'm, I mean, I'm recording video, but I'm only releasing the audio. So you don't got to worry Thank about any of that stuff. Thank God I don't have my makeup on. All right. I was going to say, but why is your makeup all runny, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be crying, man. For, for no reason at all or what? You for, no reason, for no reason at all. No, what's going on? Does something bad happen? I don't know. I don't know what you want to talk about. I'm just kidding. I, I know what I want to talk about. It'd be funny to invite you onto the podcast. And I, like I had no idea why. Is, you uh, called me. I know. I is uh, my internet okay? And when does this begin? It's already begun. Um, okay. And your is internet's doing fine. A okay. little bit, but I've had a lot worse. Shoot. No, dude. You're literally trying to reach for perfection. Relax. Let it go. I'm directing this show. It's my show, and I'm saying it's okay. So okay, everything okay. you keep asking me to make it okay, it's okay. <laughs> It's Thanks. done. God bless you. Okay. <laughs> What's up, dude? So, so everybody, I'm going to catch everybody up on what I found out today about you. <laughs> it's like Ari's a prank game. show. <laughs> no, they yeah. knew that. Everybody knew that already. <laughs> and when I, I mean that in the most 90s of ways, you know, where it's like you push them <laughs> in the hallway for no reason. You're like, hey, why? Shut up. No, 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 none of that. Everybody but, seems to know except me. Yeah. No, no, I think you're straight. Okay. <laughs> I I think that halfway explains your fashion, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you've been doing open mics for how many years now? Three, four uh, years? 27 years. <laughs> 27 years. You've been watching yeah. comedy for 27 years. You're one of the biggest comedy fans I know. You're obsessed with it. You love it. You respect it. You adore it. Yes. And you've been doing these open mics and working and you now got your first guest set in a real comedy club in front of a real comedy audience. <laughs> they paid their two item minimum. But no, but I was telling you, I sent you the video earlier. It's like I feel silly because and you it, don't. Yeah, I feel silly because it was accidental and it was just one time. It had an, I, the, I haven't even gotten back yet since. Yeah, I'm, no, it was like literally two days ago. I'm still at but, Oxnard. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Exactly. But it's also, I do, they always happen accidentally at first. Yeah. And they also are like, that's what the whole point is. And that's why you were gifted it is where you, I don't know if it was Joe or Darren that gifted it to you. No, but they I, both I know you and love you. I have to thank Darren really a lot because he's, he just out of the blue started like, uh, you know, like, Hey, do you want to come do this thing with me? And before I feel like I'd always say no to things, you know? Yeah. Just out of fear or whatever. I didn't want to like mess up anybody's, you know, because I was like, oh, I'm going to go there and just stink. Why, why would I do that? And then yeah. I started saying, yeah, to stuff this year. And I still stink, but at least, you know, I'm going out and seeing what's what's doing. So it's been fun overall. Yeah, really but here's fun. the whole point of that. Darren was doing that because he was going to give you some spots that you couldn't just get by signing up for a thing. He wanted to put you in front of real people. I'm right. sure of it. And He's he would agree so with that. Generous. Yeah, totally. And he... Well, it's more than just him being generous. It's him seeing that you're putting a lot of hard work in. And so he wanted to pay it forward a bit and be like, you've been working hard for an audience that's imaginary. You know, like maybe one day when I get to a real audience, I'll like this. And it's like, let's show you what the real audience is like. So when you go back to the open mics, you know what you're working towards again. Right. No, yeah. And I think it, it's really important. 
it like yeah totally changed how i think about it completely and yeah his him just being total mention for whatever reason you know calling me to do it it was it's just so fun and then uh i was telling you earlier i'm like the most afraid guy probably at this yeah so, so if i can you were afraid to do this podcast <laughs> yeah if i can get over it then uh maybe it'll inspire somebody to go do something too you know yeah but i mean it's not even about necessarily inspiring it's about everybody i think has a thing where there's an imaginary hurdle that they create for themselves totally yeah and people are even offering it to them and then they're like, no, 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 I don't deserve it. But you're like, no, you put in all the work. You fully deserve this. You deserve every bit of what you did. And I want to know, because for those that are listening, it is interesting. What is the difference between an open mic audience and this guest set audience? Oh, my God. It was a cakewalk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's so, so nice to be in a place uh, that has working restrooms. Uh, no, I know was- you're saying that. But also, I do think that real audiences are much easier than open mic audiences. Right? Am I not crazy to think that? That's what I. You are not crazy, and that's what I thought. Reasons. Yeah. One. They were, they were not drunkenly fighting each other, and uh, there's nobody nervous attention. about their spot being next or what they're yes. going to do later. Which half totally. of the audience in an open mic is worried about what they're going to do. The other half is like egotistical, like I could do better, so they don't give you anything. No, but none of that energy is there. Right. Um, they're just there to be like, you know what? Tell me a tell me a knock knock joke that I can chuckle at, <laughs> and then on the other side, they're all sat very close together. And right. when you do that with people, because well, comics don't sit close to each other. That's true. When you yeah. do that with people, we all know laughter is contagious, and you can actually feel it on stage. When you can like, if you can convince this table, not that table, and then the next table, all of a sudden you'll get that middle table because it will reach them, and they'll get tickled from both sides and be like what am I being the dick for? (laughs) And all of a sudden you can feel like momentum really actually build. And that's the love of comedy that we feel is that, and you can actually feel the love of what you've created and how you put it out there and can feel the love back from it that you've never felt before. No, it was shocking. Yeah. It was really (laughs) completely a new experience getting a laugh. Uh, Yeah. A genuine one. Yeah. It sounds different. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't think I did great at all or anything. And I was just lucky to be there. But uh, it yeah. was fun seeing, you know, like normal people. You know, it was like there's two dentists sitting in the front row, you know, from uh, Bruce Gray was the host. And he was really funny. And yeah, Joe he's was very funny. He was very fu- He's such a great host. I would watch him at the Ice House Mike, I think, back in mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So like, you know. He pointed out all these because he was talking to everybody, and it's, it's so cool to see you know see somebody do that so well. And then yeah, so you're just like oh crap, holy cow! There's a dentist. There's a guy, you know. He said he <laughs> just like quit his job or something, and he was just there by himself watching the show. So it's exactly like oh, it's just people. It's just, just people. a lot of people. Yeah. So when you was... walk down the mall, you don't get to go. Hey, what do you do for a living? You know right. what you do on stage. It was really um, exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me how you accidentally stumbled into this. Honestly, it's like literally just uh, like accidentally. Like uh, Darren hit me up a couple weeks ago to do that JR's comedy club in Santa Clarita, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a really cool room. And um, that was fun. And then I guess, you know, I didn't embarrass him too badly because then he was like, you know, come do this other thing. And then, uh, 
what was that? I forgot what that one was. But then, yeah, it's not an embarrassment. One, people love you. This one was like a last and, minute. He called me the night before. He's like, "Hey, do you want to, you know, drive out to Oxnard?" And I was like, "Well," and he's like, "It's like I can't even promise you that I can get you, you know, five or six minutes or whatever." But he's like, "Do you want to yeah. just come?" And I was like, "I've never been to the Oxnard Improv or Levity Live. I, I've always wanted to go. I and would have no excuse to drive all the way out there on my own. And I've never seen Darren do an hour either. So I was like, at least two. Oh, birds. really? Yeah, at least I'll see Darren do an hour. I'll see the what's doing at Oxnard Levity Live, and if I get lucky, I'll get a five minute spot. And I did. So it was like a crazy. Lucky. So everything came up, Ari. Do you want to know something even funnier on the drive over? Of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we randomly pulled out. Not on this podcast, buddy. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is maybe you have to cut this out. Maybe I don't know what the rules are with podcasting and stuff. But anyway, there's no rules. It's my okay. show. Say it. Um, we just pulled over randomly to a Starbucks on the way over. And uh, oh, no sponsors. I have to end this now. Yeah, I have to cut it all out. <laughs> but we walk in and immediately we see who's, a, who's buying a tea at the cash register. It was Barry Katz. And we we're like, holy cow, mm. like, this is like <laughs> a, a great comedy night already, you know? And uh, Darren and B- Barry knows Darren. So they just started chatting and uh, I got to be like a fly on the wall in that and hear some mm-hmm. really cool, like he's like, you know, like a Yoda of comedy advice. Yeah, he's very inspiring. Yeah. And so it was really cool to meet him on the did, way. Did Darren say like, hey, Arya's about to do a guest set over at Oxnard? And he's like, oh, good for you. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Can you do was, a very catchy impression so nice. now that you've talked to him? Uh, no, not yet. No, I'm still working on it. Okay. But can you? I, I want to I hear it. Uh, I can give it a go, but I don't do it as well as people that really know him well. Uh-huh. Like, Ari doing the first <laughs> guest said, it means a lot. It does. I remember when I did them, when I gave them, I was there when Louis C.K. was getting them, and you, they work up from there. Nobody starts off amazing, but it's the work you put in that gets you there. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect cadence. No, he yeah. was so sweet and he was really like just nice and giving uh, some advice. And I was just listening to it. And uh, then we just chatted over to Oxnard and it was cool. I mean, it's such a cool club too, you know? Yeah. No, it's a cool room. I'm in, still intimidated by it because it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's kind of yeah. like it's too big almost, but it was, it was really it cool. It is. Because you're like, what, do they have Dane Cook every night? What are they going to do to fill this thing? Yeah. But no, that was cool. So it was like, overall, it was a great, you know, comedy night. We went to Bob's Big Boy after and got chicken tender. So can't complain. Okay. So you're getting introduced. Your first guest set. Yes. You're nervous. I know you're nervous when you're not Totally nervous. So yeah. you're nervous. <laughs> what do you do on stage? I'm nervous right now. And, and you're one of my best I know. Friends. <laughs> I know exactly. There's no, and I'm, you hear the tone. I'm just here to pump you up. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, why are you nervous on stage? I'm like, I'm nervous everywhere. It's, it's I can't fix it. I know. I feel like you're nervous in the bathroom by yourself. You're like, totally. what if I make a mistake? And yeah. Number two out the number one. And you're like, no, that, no, it doesn't happen to anybody. I locked myself in again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I always fall in. Okay. Was... No, so you're, you're nervous. They're introducing you. Yes. Very nervous. Uh, giving your credits, you know, when, they're like, this guy zero. drove all the way from <laughs> Torrance. Lives at home with his parents in Torrance. Crushing it. <laughs> exactly. He's friends with Darren, so he's here. <laughs> had that before. They're like, he's friends with a the headliner, and you're like, 
thank you. That means nothing. That's that so rude. <laughs> um, what do you do when you walk up to like, okay, I'm going to win them over now. Oh, well, I didn't, but <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <kidding. laughs> <laughs> well, actually when we walked in and uh, the sound guy was like, Hey, what do you want your walk-up song to be? And I was like, huh? Like, yeah. Music. This is crazy. Yeah, you, know, you get to choose. I was like, whatever you want. Like, I don't want to be annoying, you know? And he was like, no, tell me what song you want. I was like, uh, do you have Zeppelin? And so he's like, oh, dude, I got you. You're going to like the Zeppelin that I choose for you. I was like, all right. So I walked out to like uh, Black Dog, I think. It was cool. Yeah, it's a great song. Great killer riff. <laughs> it was way, maybe too much in hindsight for my low energy delivery. <laughs> yeah. Down, 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 yeah. down. You're like, hey, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, maybe, but well, the fun thing about that is when you choose a bad walk up song, mm-hmm. and they like <laughs> say, like, Aria's easy, and, and then the song like has like just like a keyboard, like sort of just dangling, and like nothing's really rocking. And then people are like, what are we waiting for? Yeah, and then even the host is like, oh no, now there's just a weird ambient noise. Oh, well, funny you should say that. That when uh. Bruce went up after Joe Bartnick to mm-hmm. introduce Darren. There was a technical difficulty with their like iPad cloud thing. So yeah. the, the music stopped. The guy ran out of the sound booth and he goes, Hey, Darren, I can't get the music going. So he introduces Darren and Darren walks up on stage and he goes, no, 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 let's, let's restart this whole thing. And he's like, introduce me again. And everybody in the audience just pretend like this didn't happen. Pretend like this didn't happen. And I'm just like panicking. Cause I'm like, he just like yeah. let go of the steering wheel, you know? And, and Bruce is so cool. He can just riff for like, yeah, ever, ever. you know, he's just like yeah. killing. He's like, yeah, no problem. I got you. So Darren runs off stage again. It was like maybe two minutes before they get the music playing again. And, uh, and then Darren went and killed it, you know, like he does. So, but that, I thought that was, he's totally calm. He doesn't even care that he just walked off stage. Again. I was going like, to say when you're Darren and laughing. you've been doing it for so long and yeah. you just know at any moment you could turn the corner and like, just do a slam dunk. Because wait, who could? Sorry, it cut out. I'm sorry. Oh, the, Darren, every whenever Darren wants, you could just slam dunk a joke in. You know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, yeah, it's he so knows crazy that he has control watch. over the audience. So like, there's that confidence that comes with that. Where he's like, no, uh, no, 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 we're gonna start this over again, and then I gotta yeah. come out and do some slam dunks on some jokes. It's pretty <laughs> crazy to watch, and like, not you know, not to like kiss too much ass here, but I, I think I don't even know if he's aware of how like fearless he is, really. Because the things that he does, I'm like, that's scary. <laughs> like, I, don't, I would never do something like that. And he's, he's just, not. And I've even talked to him about it. And he's yeah. just like, oh, that's nice of you to say, man. And you're like, no, but honestly. Right. Like, there was a show I was on where everyone was bombing. And Darren's like, I'm going to go bomb now with everyone else. And I was like, no, here's the fucking thing that's frustrating is you're not. You're going to go up and him. kill and yeah, crush. Never seen exactly. <laughs> and he's like, thanks. And I was like, dude, honestly, what you have going is so much more fun than all of us. You're fine. <laughs> yeah no he's we have to follow you is the problem yeah he's something else man um yeah but yeah totally it's fearless cool. and he, he is just you know you <laughs> walked off stage it was great but you know and what's he, super cool about that yeah. is when he is that calm that comfortable and that confident and how he's going to pull it off later the audience becomes that calm that comfortable and that confident in his ability to do it That's before so they true. even see it yeah and so him doing that actually is like alphabeting the audience before it even happens to be like no guys we're gonna start all over again and i'm gonna come back and crush Hold that's on so true second. that's so true <laughs> yeah man it would be like if you were to see jimmy page 
<laughs> and like, like for some reason like his guitar wasn't on stage and like the band's playing and like you know the solo's coming up and it's like one second i'm gonna get the guitar and come back and wail on this solo You're right like, yeah yeah it's, it's really like that those musicians you've seen that in like some shows they like mess up the key and then they don't even care like keith richards will play it wrong for like a minute and then mick jagger's yeah. like yeah stop and then like oh okay <laughs> no oh for deal. sure or like when you watch them like break a string Right. And you can tell immediately they, they can change it while still playing. And you're like, yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughn's insane. <laughs> so it's really cool to see guys like, you know, Darren, Joe Bartnick, and Bruce, just like people who are really, really, you know, got the 10,000 hours or whatever you want to call it. That's really generous for you to say Bruce's 10,000 hours. I actually don't know him too well. So I don't know. I see. Um, and I, 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 I don't mean that in any diss towards him. Yeah, as a matter of just like just a measurement of time, and I think he's awesome. He's great. I yeah. do. Um, um, what was so now that you've done this mm-hmm. and you've experienced a real audience for the first time? Which, by the way, Ari did open mics for years before experiencing a real audience <laughs> like this. <laughs> That's true. I did open mics for like three or four years before I got a guest set, and then when I got it, I was like, "Oh, what am I? No, what am I going to do? Yeah, what am I going? Oh, everything I have is garbage. You know, like what you, was your first one? Do you remember that one? Yeah, it was um, at Laughs Comedy Club, and I lied to get on stage about Where's my that experience. one again? Tucson, Arizona. Where that's right. That's right. Um, I bombed at the open mic, and they put me up as a guest set immediately because they're just like, we heard you're from L.A. Like, they're kind of punishing me a little mm-hmm. bit. And I was like, yeah, I do fine <laughs> in front of regular audiences. Never done one in front of regular audiences. <laughs> And I went up and I was up there for like five minutes. And I think I got three medium laughs, two light ones, not one big one. But I was like, it wasn't silence. So I was happy with it. Mm-hmm. But also I was really panicking beforehand because I'm like, I don't know what my opener is. What's my opening? Line? I don't know. Do I yeah. even, did I go this long without writing an opener? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're just like all these thoughts are rushing in. (laughs) No, exactly, and that's when you realize how much you don't have an act and how much you don't know that you don't have an act. Oh my god, yeah, I'm aware of that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was at some points. I just considered some sets lucky, some sets not, and then I realized how much it's not luck Mm -hmm. and how much it is preparation. And I'm like, I gotta take these things more seriously. Absolutely, yeah. Um, which is why, like, I focus a lot now on what to do with when I don't remember what's happening next because I blank out on stage same which is why I started riffing on everything around me to be like I will be okay if absolutely nothing goes my way and you're so good at that too by the way the riffing it's because I've done years of preparing for me to blank out on stage which when I'm on stage (laughs) I don't blank out but I'm so afraid I will I just prepare for that all the time right so now that you've experienced not the not the going blank, the real audience, how are you going to prepare for the next real audience? Because that's the next step is you prepare for the next one. Um, well, I mean, I don't know, but definitely I feel like it like uh, lit a little fire under my caboose to go do more open mics and write more jokes, basically, you know? Yeah, and that's when, even when you're like, I didn't embarrass Darren enough, let's say you did. Let's say yes. you absolutely embarrassed the <laughs> hell out of him at JR. Let's conference call him in right now. <laughs> no, but I, I know you did not because I've seen what you do. <laughs> oh, that's his ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> is himself doing, doing his beatbox? But even if you did, it would be like, 
oh, I need to show him what a real audience is like so he knows that he's not preparing for an, a giant open mic audience. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Oh, he was just, when you, when you were at JR's, even like, let's say you did the most open mic of sets, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, hit women, am I right? Or whatever open, terrible open mic comedians talk about for shock. He would hey, want to put hey, you can in front I of use regular that? audience. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. I'm kidding. Yes, I'm you kidding. can. <laughs> Cut that and out. I'll follow you and I'll just destroy you for even trying it. Horrible um, jokes. I apologize. Yeah, no, but they're horrible and they're shocking in the open mic jokes. If you were only doing that, yeah. he would want to put you in front of a real audience for you to understand why writing good jokes and premises is worthwhile. Maybe. There's so much to show you from putting you in front of that, no matter what point you're at now, now that you've done open mics for a couple of years. Right. This is the exact right thing that happened at the exact right moment. And as much as you're like, Darren was being real generous, it was going to be somebody right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, this whole, like, it's so dumb. It's like that stupid Jim Carrey movie where he says yes, you know, for a year. But literally, like, I started out the year, I said no to, like, two or three, like, pretty big things. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, like, I need to either quit or, like, just, like, start trying to do these things. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I either got to accept the things that are already coming my way. Yeah, I mean, because you know what it was, was it was some show and I just said no out of fear because I wasn't, it, it had been like two months since I'd gotten up or whatever. And because uh, I was like sick or whatever. Anyways, mm. uh, boring. Cut that out too. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> my mic. We call it uh, Ari's None of this is recording. Omnic no. comedy. Exactly. Uh but anyways, I saw another guy who's a friend and he was like, hey, I'm trying to get on that show. Like I overheard him trying to get on that show that was presented to me. And I was, I was like, oh, my God, I said no to that because I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to like ruin his. I was like, go get somebody who's better, you know. And uh, and this guy was so hungry where he was like, I'm doing I'm trying to do anything to get on that show, you know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that guy's mentality is correct. One hundred percent. What am I doing? I'm just like spoiled yeah. idiot. Yeah. So I've been spoiled with some idiot things sometimes. And I, at the very worst, am taking it as a way to prepare me for when it comes around at the right time. Right. You know, the worst case scenario is you have a good idea of what you're actually preparing for, for those longer sets, even. Like when I got my first like 20 minute set, I was like, what? No, why? How? You know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't do well. And then you're like, oh, but I also am aware of what it's like to be up there and to be up there for 10 minutes and to see, because at the time I was just only one-liners mm-hmm. and to see where the one-liners can really drag out and be boring. So mm-hmm. 15 minutes in, you're like, they're like, we right. get it. Can you give us some momentum? Can you right. give us something to grab onto within you? And I was like, oh, copy. I need to do this and figure out how to present myself for a longer period of time. That's so true. Yeah, they get tired. of Which is what I think every time I see an open micer do a, something that's very much a character. Mm-hmm. Like when they're being anti-comedy for five minutes. You know, there's always somebody who's pretending to be a bad open mic comic and it works great for three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that for 25. You can't do that for an hour. No. And so you're like, that's, that's what you start to learn at that point is like how to engage for that long of a period. Totally. That's where the skill becomes freakish. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, yeah, I'm, that's something that I'm thinking about right now too, doing just going from five minutes to seven minutes or whatever. 
mm-hmm. like, I can't, first of all, I can't even memorize all these one-liners in a row, you know, I have to like, yeah. look at a cheat sheet. And then second, well, yeah, you're totally right. The audience, they want to hear a story or they want to something more personal, maybe. Uh, or they just want to latch into knowing who you are. So there's an investment. They want to be able right. to invest something, whether in the story or you. Right. Because we've seen great one-liner comics. Like Stephen Wright is so good and fascinating because his perspective is so unique. The, nobody's like done listening to his one-liners after 30 minutes. We're like, oh yeah, no, we need another 30 minutes. True, totally. Because we're latching onto this perspective of somebody coming from such a left of center. Right. That was actually, I mean, I don't know, like one of the, okay, well, one of the things that, that uh, Barry Katz said that struck me, you know, uh-huh. at the coffee shop was he was like, you got to write quotable stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a basic, like we all kind of think about that, but Smart. Just verbalizing it, you know, well, it's just like you want to be quotable when you're on, especially TV or whatever. Like everybody knows some of Shandling's first jokes on the Tonight Show or yeah. like Chris Rock's whole special, Bring the Pain and everything. Like people know the whole thing inside and out. Yeah. So it's something we all know. It's like preaching in the choir, I guess. But like the way he said it, I was like, it definitely uh i was like oh yeah he's so right about that you want yeah you want something that when the audience is done watching you they come up to you afterwards and quote you back to you because that happened to me too that's why it struck a chord because i had somebody come up to me once and go hey you're really funny i had no idea what you said up there i can't remember any of it but it was really funny and i was like (laughs) ah dang it yeah exactly so (laughs) close to what i wanted so close to what i wanted (laughs) Yeah, there was years I wasn't getting any of that and watching other comics get that. And I was like, I got to figure this out. <laughs> I got to get to the point that they're talking to me about my specific jokes. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard. Uh, yeah, it is really hard. It's like, were we just talking about it? It was like writing a hit song. <laughs> it's like you got to go write a bunch of hit songs. I don't think we've talked about writing hit songs. I think I was talking to CJ earlier about it. That's what I think I was talking to John Lennon about it. <laughs> you know, CJ someone who wrote a hundred. I, I CJ is great at writing hit songs. No, I, I have I, a guitar. He can do one on the show. <laughs> he has a hit song just lying back. Just CJ Price. You know, we know he's a great guy. He just started yeah, like CJ. a year ago too. And he, I feel mm-hmm. like he's made more uh, uh, headway and strides developing wise in a year than anybody i've seen in a long time you know yeah Remember yeah i got up. a lot of respect for him yeah shot out of a cannon that kid an orange county cannon an orange county cannon yeah i love cj um but yeah man what is your advice for like uh I don't know. Like, what, what, where would you, would you, what would your advice be right now? Like, focus on for you. Yeah, focus more on writing, okay. and getting up more. This is and... gonna sound like I'm being really mean. No, please um, tell. But me. no, but that's the whole thing. Is that they don't know about how open our relationship is to where I could say something like this. Yes, <laughs> you are still very visibly uncomfortable on stage. Oh, terribly. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I, I hate so... it myself. Yeah. I understand, but there's going to come a point where you actually have that confidence that like Darren has. <laughs> no. And you can even fake <laughs> yeah. it to get there. 
to see the difference that the audience has in right. faking different levels of confidence. And they'll tell when it's fake, but you also can tell that they prefer fake confidence over somebody who's shaking like a dog. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I literally shake. No matter yeah. how great the jokes and the quotable stuff is, if they're not calm and comfortable watching you, they won't be calm and comfortable reacting to you either. I totally agree with you. 100%. So you have to show that you are not only like you can confidently carry the room and alpha the room and everyone's okay listening to you. And that's mm-hmm. when you start to get real laughs. And I don't even think it has to do with being the most clever. It has to do with the emotion you're able to get them into. And step one is comfortable. Yep. I agree with you. 100%. I have a musician friend that gave me uh, some advice that said, before you even speak, you should exhale in front of the audience and watch them exhale with you. And something about that lets them know that you're not nervous and they go, okay, he's got it. Cause you know, when a comic goes up there, like when they're comfortable before they even touch the microphone. Yeah. So work on that skill, whether like whatever your character is like Jeremy Hotz has a very nervous character, mm-hmm. but he's not nervous on what he's about to do up there is the material. Right. He found a way, you know, when he walks on stage, Oh, this guy's about to be really good. Right. Totally. I agree with you 100%. And so that would be my advice to you specifically because I know you and I know what you do up there. The Excel thing is actually really good, I think. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Because I'll just run up there and be like, up, 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 up. <laughs> oh, I know. You're practically talking before you get to the microphone. Like, hey, yeah. no, just, like, no <laughs> man, it's fine. The timer's going to start. It's, <laughs> the longer you can wait to talk before you, like before you actually talk it's great all my favorites do the same thing they don't they take their time you know before they're like like uh you know darren does maj jobrani and like bobby lee they like dance for a second or two before you know they don't even mm-hmm. they're not even saying anything yeah and, and bobby's spastic nobody like dances to the piano player and everybody's just like in a great, oh, yeah, no, great no. Mood, I mean, he, yeah he brings a joy up there with them but yeah. i'm saying as a personality he's spastic but he still has to let them know that he's got this right it's like a 30 seconds before they even tell yeah. a joke and you're like wow you have to expose some of your confidence crazy cool yeah and i uh i don't think that you expose much of your confidence <laughs> no not at all i've never even in seen any it. part of life no never once but uh <laughs> yeah man Remember when we did that deli? It was so which weird. Deli. I hate that the, the answer was which deli? <laughs> Canters? Yeah, of course. That was like three weeks ago. How can I forget three weeks ago? It was great because should we talk about what happened? Just like with without... you tell everybody what happened. I don't okay. want to make this me okay. telling so, about me. No, I don't think it's even me. I think it's just like, you know, it was a good lesson. It was fun to watch. Uh, it was one of those. I think it was bucket like they pull a name out of the hat or whatever mm-hmm. and it's going on all night and finally you know it's obviously you know it's probably aaron's turn to go up you know there's everybody else went up and then there was one more guy in the back uh who i don't i don't want to name yeah right so it got down to two people mm-hmm. so my chances of getting pulled now are finally good right so you get pulled and you're go- you're going up to the stage the guy introduced you even he read your name off of a card and gave you an introduction mm-hmm. And then for some reason, this guy thought that he was on next. Uh, maybe it was just an accident or whatever. But he goes, mm-hmm. hey, it's it's uh, I'm supposed to be up right now. And he kind of walked toward the stage and almost pretty much took it over from you. You know, and, but you mm-hmm. gave it to him. You're like, please, you know, by all means, go for yeah, it. Yeah. Well, in fact, as a matter of fact, I gave him an introduction. 
I asked him what his name was. That's right. That's right. And I said, do you want to go up right now? That's and right. He said, yes, I do. Cause yep. I was allowing him the opportunity to be a dick or be a nice guy. Um, and he said, yes, I do. And so I said, what's your name? And then I gave him the introduction and he came up. Right. And I, and I was like, Oh my God, Aaron, why did you, you should have stayed up there. You just came back confidently sat down and you're like, no, nope, it's all good. I'll go next. And, uh, and uh, the guy went and, you know, the audience saw that whole thing and it, it didn't look like it was maybe friendly or whatever. And it uh, wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was a little hostile. <laughs> uh, it was a takeover. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the audience was just like, what happened? Like, that was weird. And yeah, he got, he had to deal with the own nervous energy that he threw around the room. Yeah. And it was just a lesson where you're like, no, I'll just go next. I'll be patient. I'll go next. And you went mm-hmm. up after and crushed. <laughs> like I've never yeah. seen anybody crush in that room. Cause that room is so weird to begin with. It's so like long and people are drinking in the back and yeah. Oh yeah. That was great. That was so fun to watch. So it, it made the whole long night worthwhile watching. You do that. <laughs> well, I knew a couple things. I knew that the room felt weird now because he did yell. That yes, he wanted it was, to go it was a little awkward yes because he started yelling before i even got on stage he was yelling at the host that instead mm-hmm. of introducing me that she should introduce him well and because friendly, that oddity yeah. was still in the air i know but it wasn't it felt weird yes and I so agree. that was still in the air and that's why i offered for him to go and stand in the weirdness because i knew that <laughs> i was going to be able to talk about what he did better after he lost the ability to speak back because he already had a set it was just fascinating to watch, man. After those mics go on for so long, too. So everybody's just tired. I know. Yeah. And so to see that, it was so fun at the end. Just like, oh, wow. You know, <laughs> that's how a pro handles that situation. There's these little things that happen, whether it's like a heckler or somebody else doing mm-hmm. something that you could never anticipate or like think of. And somebody's probably like, you have seen it a million times. So then when I see it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that. First of all, that happens. And then second of all, that's how you handle it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never dealt with that scenario before in that exact area, but I think I told you my, I compared it to when someone's driving really reckless behind you mm-hmm. and you just let them go around you. You know, you go, Hey, yeah, I want to take myself <laughs> out of this scenario and you go be reckless in front Perfect of Perfect analogy. Yeah. But yeah, there are these so little things that like stick in your head. Like it's almost like it brands itself into your brain. Where you're like, okay, note to self. <laughs> yeah. somebody, somebody ever tries to take the microphone, you know, or whatever it is. And then, yeah, last it's night. It's a lot harder a if you've been up there for a half an hour. Right. Last night there was like a drunk person, you know, and I didn't know how to handle it. She heckled me. <laughs> it was my first guest that she heckled me. What did she, she was, say? She was very drunk. Uh, I did my dumb baseball joke and she started Which, yelling. By the way, uh, the guest sets are in the very beginning of the show. So that yes. means she showed up drunk. No, she was she was uh, having a good time. And uh, <laughs> it, it was just by the time I went on, I think it was just, you know, one too many. And uh, so I just said something baseball, whatever is dumb joke. And then she goes, my uncle's nephew's cousin, whatever manages the Angels baseball team. And I was like, oh. Okay. Anyways, so I'm like, I didn't even know how to handle it. I just like moved on to the next show. Wait, but, Joe uh, Madden? The guy know. who coached the Cubs to their World Series win? He owned the Angels? He manages the Angels baseball team. Oh, see, I don't even know. If he but, owned, <laughs> she said the owner, that's a different thing. It was so convoluted and 
so many. Yeah, no, exactly. It was just a lot of words that you go, yes. okay. And then this uh, isn't even your credit. And then I watched Joe Bartnick go up after, and she was still, you know, being a little belligerent and yelling out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he handled it in like two seconds. It was completely squashed. The what way. did he do? Uh, it was just a little back and forth. Nothing, you know, uh, you know, bad or anything. But he just immediately it was done. You know, it was taken yeah. care of. And I was just like, wow, you know, those little things just stick out in your head, and you're like, that's how it's done. Okay, now yeah. Although with the oddities, you got to figure out your own way to do it. Right. Maybe I can't do it yet, you know, for years and years, but just seeing how it's done. Yeah, is, no, exactly. Oh, for sure. Joe knows yeah. how to do it. Um, my favorite was Gary Goldman. I was in Tacoma. It was 25 minutes into his set. He's talking about the soap in the hotel, right? <laughs> like, if you guys don't know about Gary Goldman, it sounds like he's stretching the entire time he's doing his set. And I don't mean like physically as much as it's like, it sounds like he's just like, oh, yeah, it's really good to say hi to you. Before I say hi to you guys, if you guys don't mind, I would just like to, ah, I got to right. get this off my chest. It's On so the way brilliant. up to the stage, yeah. I, was, I was walking. I mean, I've been walking a long time, you know, like, and he just finds <laughs> all these ways to really make everything like, it sounds like he's never getting to the story. Right. And then after a while, you're like, oh my God, no, he touched down on 300 jokes on the way to the story. That's how he tells a really long story. So he was talking about the hotel and how it's got them all perplexed because of all the shampoos and soaps. And you just hear a voice go, ah, like it wants to talk and get into <laughs> what Gary Goldman's doing, but he's got a rhythm to him too. Right. And he just goes, oh no, ma'am. No, 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 no. Oh, please. No, no, no. I can't. No, this isn't one of those things. I can't just do that. No, like, no, no, no. This is not going to work for what I'm doing up here. Yeah. No, you can't. Like, she's not saying anything anymore. And he's still just like, no, 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 we can't. Aryazizian, A-R-Y-A-Z-I-Z-I-A-N. That's how you spell it, Aryazizian. That's how it is on his Instagram. Check him out. Sweet guy. Uh, One of the guys, I don't know if it's fair for me to say this, but I'm going to say it. Somebody I feel like I helped mentor into comedy. We were kind of set up by Rich at Comedy Magic Club. He was like, hey, Ari's the best. You're the best. Go be friends. And I remember I even complained to Rich about it. I was like, Rich... Another one, another one of these. You know I don't like these. And he goes, he's going to hold you accountable. He's going to go to more mics. You need that. And, uh, and Rich was right. And so we went to a bunch of mics. We've had a lot of fun. I've watched him develop over the last couple of years. I know he'd be like, I haven't developed at all. He just hasn't fully developed. And so he's like, oh, man, that he hasn't fully developed. As if, as if he just developed in a day. As if it's a click. And it's not a click. It's a slow evolution. I've watched him evolve. And I feel... I've talked to him all day about how he deserved that guest set. He's earned that guest set. It's time for that guest set. You guys heard the interview. You know, like, this is the next step for him to know what he needs to evolve towards while at the open mics. I'm really excited to watch how he reacts to getting this opportunity and pushes it into the open mic category of how he learns to, like, deal with his sets now. So, boom. Ari, happy to have him back. He was like one of our first episodes. He was, there was only 13 episodes taped before the pandemic, and he was one of them. 
It took me this long to talk him into coming back on. Asked him multiple times. He said no a lot. I was able to talk him into yes today. And then even afterwards, he's like, how much of that can we delete? And you're like, stop it. Stop it. Accept it. Also, the last time I had an episode with him, he deleted his Instagram the day I released it because he got scared that he might get so much attention, which is sweet. You know, he gets a little bit of attention for doing these, but not a whole bunch to the point that you have to delete stuff. But let's see if he deletes his Instagram today, shall we? (laughs) That's kind of fun. Next week, I have uh, Katie Matsgar, friend of mine. She's been a comic for like five years. We worked together at Third Wheel, and she said, I've never done a podcast. And I said, oh, well, then do mine. And she came over, and she did a tarot card reading. So next week, you're going to hear me have a tarot card reading in its entirety from the top to the bottom. So that's kind of fun. You have that to look forward to. You get my future to look forward to. Uh, Yeah, I think that's what we got going on. I, as always, am Aaron M. Marsh. You can find me on Venmo, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Reddit. Although my profile on Reddit's not public. You know, whatever. Thank you, guys. Thank you always. Uh, It's been two years now. I've been doing this thing for two years. Did not see that coming. Two years snuck up on me. Super cool. So thank you for listening and thank you for putting up with me. Mm-hmm.